Hi, it's Pete Price Extra, and here's a fascinating man. He was on The Voice. You don't realise when you see somebody on television that maybe behind that persona, there is something different. Well, Kenny Thompson has mental health issues. And it's very interesting, his thoughts on schizophrenia. I found this man a fascinating man. Have a listen, because you actually might agree with his points. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I've got to use his line, he does look like a Jedi. <laughs> Kenny Thompson. Hello. Hello, Pete, you right? <laughs> you do look like a Jedi, that's outrageous. It's very good, though. Great for camera. Yeah, I think um, I think um, what you wear can be an expression of how you feel spiritually. So um, I dress how I feel spiritually. Now we had you on the show the other week, so we wanted to bring you in because we found some of the um, uh, comments you made really interesting, and so did the listeners. Before we talk about which direction you've gone in and and your spiritual guidance and and how you feel about it, and also mental health awareness. Week has just gone. Tell us about The Voice. That was about four or five years ago. So The Voice was um, a great experience for me. Um, I think it was the first peek behind the curtain as well um, of how we sort of, um, we view one thing to be one way and then sometimes um, when we look behind the curtain it's slightly different, it's quite producer-led and um, I think the the televised aspect of it is so different than the actual experience of it so i think um when you start to look into things that sort of was one of the the, the start of this sort of feeling that not everything is as it seems now you have a beautiful voice you have a beautiful voice um do you still sing yeah i still sing i i believe that um some of our talents are god given um i think um when I, I I I use my singing as a way to connect with people, and I think it's a way of expressing something. Um, it's a way of connecting with people, um, and it's a way of telling and sharing stories. Now, do you use uh, singing as a, a, a means of income? Um, so you're professional. Yeah, at the moment, um, I do. I've, I did um, the Wizard of Oz at Christmas at Chester, um, so that was the last professional gig that I did, and. Um, occasionally do gigs and stuff like that. But so you're still in the world of show business? Yeah, a right. little bit, yeah. How has that affected you with your... Can I say, is it a problem? Um, I'd say it's an awakening. Um, I, I, I suppose how you, you... It could be viewed as a problem, but I feel like... Um, we, we have to change our language around this and by changing our language around it, we can turn it into a positive. Um, I, for me, I, I'd say um, I, I've gone through oppression. I'd, I'd say that's the way I look at it. Have you always had this issue or is this something new? Um, it's sort of sparked off in the last three years. Um, what I noticed was I, when I was medicated, it didn't change any of my experiences. That's um, when I realised it was an awakening and a spiritual aspect to what I was experiencing, not necessarily um, a medical problem. Right. So three years ago, yeah. roughly, did something happen one day? Um, so um, it involved um, some healing medicines from South America and um, I did them twice and the experience that I had of on those healing medicines was um, just out of this world. Um, I, I, can't, I cannot explain um, 
what went on that night. I, th- I think, um, and it opened the doors of perception. So when the doors of perception are open, um, literally it made me question the whole of reality and the whole of everything that I experienced. Right, you've used the word healing medicines. Yeah. Were they drugs? Um, I hate to call, I'd hate to call them drugs because these have, um, these have been used for thousands of years in the Amazon and they're coming to the West and there is a, a, an aspect to it where you need to be working with the right people. You need to be working with a, a great shaman, um, and people who really understand the spiritual realm. Um, and this is a way, um, of dealing with trauma and, um, and connecting with something that can possibly change the world. Kenny, why did you feel the need to take drugs that night? Because I hate to call it, I'd rather call it medicine, um, as, as we call it within the community. Um, I felt like there was something wrong with myself, and I felt this for many years. Um, through, I just felt there was something underlying that was wrong. And through this exploration, through the medicine, I realised that, there's nothing wrong with me. There's actually a huge problem in the world. And actually, um, the the effect of that problem in the world is affecting our mental health. It's affecting our experience on Earth. And um, it just awakened me to um, a, a wider um, experience of the world. All right. We'll call that medicine that night. Before you had the medicine, were you a drug taker? No. So you weren't a drug taker? No, not not so particularly. Why, so what was it convinced you to take this medicine? Did somebody tell you about it or did you hear about it or have you read about it or was a friend saying, join me? Why? I did a lot of research into it and um, I did a lot of um, thought. I, I meditated before on it um, and there was a calling. It kept on coming around in conversation um, it kept on coming. Um, the medicine is actually called ayahuasca, but we did a, a version called Syrian rue, um, which um, Syrian rue is what the burning bush was made out of. Um, so it it was just a calling um, to to deepen this experience of life. Now, when you took the medicine, yeah, how long did this experience last with the medicine? Um, it was about eight hours. Um, at one point, I found myself um, in such trauma of, of life that I've, it, it became an out-of-body experience. Um, I remember at one point um, singing, and I remember at one point screaming, and then realising I, I, I couldn't understand who was screaming. I was so out of my body at the time, which is, is, is a scary experience, but it was also a very very cosmic experience as well. What was the come down like after the, the, the medicine? No come down. There was actually this feeling of um, a relief of this underlying anxiety that you feel every day, and that just seemed to be gone. This underlying anxiety. Um, I, I said, I said, I'd never noticed it before, but I just knew it had gone. Are you now somebody that takes the medicine regularly? No, I've not done that for three years. Um, I I may delve into it again at some point, but I, at, at the moment I don't feel that that's my calling. I feel my calling is to be able to express and um, interpret and integrate that experience because it's taken three years 
to integrate that experience without any professional help. The, the help that's come has become from um, the spiritual community that I know through friends, um, the medical profession slightly, um, and the early intervention team slightly, but the, the real understanding of that experience has come from my friends and family. Just one more question about the medicine, so I, I, I'm clear about this, and then we'll move on um, from there. Is the medicine addictive, and is it legal? Um, it is not illegal. It is um, it is illegal in this country. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was addictive, um, but what we have to remember is these medicines and it's, it's even mushrooms or whatever have been used for thousands of years to deal with trauma. Um, there's a lot of research going into um, things like um, LSD, MDMA, um, certain drugs in order to heal trauma. Even ketamine's been used and trialled to deal with PTSD. Um, so we are, look, we are developing a different way of looking at trauma and a, a way of treating it. Where were you before the medicine? Where were you with your spiritual world? Are you religious? Were you brought up religious? Um, I was brought up religious as a Christian. I still am a Christian. Um, I meditate. Um, I believe um, from that experience, um, but I also believe this before, that um, I've been many religions over lifetimes. So you believe in outer body experience? Yeah, I'm, and I'm also reincarnation. Yeah. Why do you feel that we are reincarnated? Um because it makes sense. So if if you if you are um having memories of other lifetimes or even your dreamscape, the the human mind is supposedly unable to um create things that it has not seen. So where have we seen these visions that we see in our dreams? Where have we seen these landscapes, these realities? Where, where have we seen them? So that's my, that's my question. And I also, um, through meditation, have connected with that, um, that, that idea of past life. Right. We've spent oh, about seven, seven or eight minutes together already, which I find you fascinating, I find you interesting. And uh, I find your conversation stimulating. Now, we're talking. Why then would you have been sectioned? Um, because the, um, the diagnosis of psychosis is um, it's quite varied. And it's, um, it's, it comes down to um, acceptable beliefs. So if you believe something or you talk about something that is not an acceptable belief... And acceptable belief includes flat earth theory at the moment, which is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, and um, it's, it's about acceptable belief and whether you are perceived to be at risk to yourself or, at other, or others. Um, this is difficult within the, the medical profession because what they are working in is a legal framework. When I talk about legality... Um, this worries me because if we look at our history as mankind, what things have been legal? Things such as slavery, the Holocaust, um, um, apartheid have all been legal. So we work in a legal framework, but this is not necessarily um, the, the, the right framework to work in. 
it's not necessarily the most ethical or um, the most supportive of human rights. But why would you be sectioned? Where, where, where did somebody say Kenny's not well? Somebody's got to do something about that. Yeah, but I was perceived to be unwell um, because I was um, talking about um, c- certain things. Um, I I was quite um, at one point. I was um, sort of pacing. Um, the first time I got sectioned, um, I hadn't slept for um, th- three days. I left. Um, I had such a, a, a strong calling and um, feeling. Um, I came back to Liverpool whilst I was doing a show and was helped by friends for a couple of days and didn't sleep, was taken to hospital, fell asleep in the um, waiting room and was woken up, shaken up by a nurse. And obviously, if you have, if you're in a sleep state and you're um, uh, quite, you, 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 and you're in a heightened state, that's quite scary. So obviously, I tried to run away. Um, obviously, um, <laughs> that doesn't go very well in a hospital. Um, um, and that was the first time I sort of came into um, contact with services, um, and. I feel that um, that contact with services it it automatically makes everything that you view view everything that you do viewed under the mental health bracket. So suddenly your behaviours are um, if you're pacing, it's pacing behaviour, or if you're um, writing things down, it's writing behaviour. Or it, 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 it under that lens, any behaviour sort of becomes mental health behaviour. Where are you today right now? Um, I'm in a much more positive place. Um, I don't take any medication. Um, the medication that they were giving me at one point made me suicidal. Um, at one point, um, it exasperated any voices. Having come off the medication, I have less... Um, I have more control over my... Um, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but psychic psychic interference um, or mental interference. And, um, yeah, I feel that if you medicate a spiritual awakening, you actually can um, make the symptoms worse. Right, you said spiritual awakening. Describe, in your words, what a spiritual awakening has been for you. So for me, it's been an awareness of other. Um, it has been um, positive and negative. Um, it's opened me up to um, awareness about the world, awareness about spirituality, awareness um, about our connection as humans and our connection to um, the, the galaxy, I'd say, as well. Do you believe in God? Yeah, very much so. Which God? Any particular God? Um, I I believe in... My belief is slightly different because I, I believe that there is a God above all things. Um, I do believe in gods, but I also believe that these prophets, such as Jesus, Muhammad, um, Allah, um, Buddha, Mary, um, I believe that they sit together. I believe that... Um, I believe in omnism. So I believe that um, not one religion is an overall truth, that they all hold truth together. 
what message you've got the airways here and we invited you into the studio to do this and we're filming it so people can watch you what message have you got for people out there about your situation and other people who are um, perceived with mental health problems so m mental health problems um, at the moment are deemed to only be treated with med medicine um, which um, that can be enforced medication so my message is that enforced medication should never be used that is a violation of human rights um, my also my message is that um, when we're looking at problems and mental health problems talking therapy is the best way to deal with it if you're willing to deal with the root cause and you're willing to put the time in you can um, make progress with your um, experience because actually your experience is what you experience you might ex Pete you might experience something different than me um, but your experience is your experience my experience is my experience who says one of those experiences more valid or less valid they are all valid um experiences so when we look at um our experience of this world how do we make that experience better how do we come to a better way of dealing with humanity we hear the word schizophrenia yeah which is a split personality which is listen to voices hearing voices what is your take on schizophrenia if somebody says that you are schizophrenic because you have voices? I have a diagnosis of schizoaffective disorder. I don't agree with my diagnosis. Um, I believe that I'm going for a spiritual awakening, that the voices that I hear are spiritual voices. Um, I also believe in multidimensional theory. Um, so I believe that some of the time when someone is um, connecting with other, having a psychotic episode, they're actually having memories or they are connecting with um, another dimension. Um, this is not necessarily proven, but it's also the theory of Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein believed that we live in, um, we, we live in um, multiple realities. Kenny, how do I finish off an interview like this? <laughs> Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how do we... I say, oh, great. Do you want to sing a song? <laughs> how, how do we really finish off an interview like this? Well, I, I don't think it's about finishing the conversation. It's about starting the conversation. It's about um, being able to talk about these things. And so many people are scared to talk about spiritual things. That they're, they're scared to talk about this experience because they're scared that they're going to get locked up and thought of being mad. And... We have to start changing our view. Um, as I said the other day, 50 years ago, homosexuality um, was viewed as a mental disorder. So that's only 50 years ago. So who's to say that schizoaffective disorder or schizophrenia in 50 years does not have a different perspective on it and a different understanding? Because the way we look at the brain, the, it, it's in its infancy in terms of um, research and um, understanding. So it's about understanding people, giving people a voice and raising awareness and starting the conversation. And the conversation to me is how do we change the world for the better and how do we make this experience better? For me, the answer is love is the answer and that's love of family, friends. My family and friends have been amazing on helping me through um, this experience in the last three years. And how do we stop oppression? Because the far right are rising and 
no person wants that. This is what we fought against in World War II. And suddenly it's risen its he- ugly head again. And for me, we have to look at it at all levels, which is physical, mental, spiritual. That is our experience of the world. And the more we understand the world that we're in, the better the world can be. Kenny Thompson, uh, you've left us with a lot to think about. Thank you for joining me.